0: What's your
1: name? Uh, My name is Mac Allen. People call me the poetry guy sometimes.
0: My name's Emily. Nice to meet you.
1: So this is definitely an empowerment poem, but I don't know if it's quite the angle you were looking at, but you might enjoy it. I am the bomb.
0: It's a little afternoon on a Sunday, and I step off the undue train in Coal Valley. I see a guy with a beard and a giant's baseball cap offering to read poems to folks walking by. I walk up, and he offers to read me a sad poem, but I want an empowering poem instead.
1: I am the bomb, the ultimate earthly lover and necrophile. I penetrate the billions with my orgasm. Wow. I am the bomb. <laughs> I am most wise. <laughs> I play for keeps. I am the unimaginable. I have not been created for nothing.
0: Fuck yeah! woo Max is stay-at-home dad. That's the poet. During the week, he takes care of his two young kids. But every couple of weeks on the weekend, he hauls a giant red toolbox filled with poetry books to his spot in front of the Reverie Cafe on Cole Street. And he reads poems to strangers. He calls it the poetry canvas. And believe it or not, the significance of the toolbox cannot be overstated.
1: It's red. (laughs) And it's, oh about a yard long and it's got a rounded top and a black handle on the top and a long piano style hinge all the way along the back two flanged latches yeah that's what it sounds like that's what 55 pounds of poetry sounds like the sound of my uh toolbox is one of the visceral pleasures of my poetry canvas i really like listening to the the toolbox itself that's a big it probably bears a lot of responsibility for the enduring nature of the poetry canvas.
0: The roots of the poetry canvas actually lie in the political canvassing work that Mac was doing in Ohio during the 2004 election.
1: I went to work for John Kerry's presidential campaign, and that was when I learned how to talk to strangers. And then we lost, uh, uh, famously, that election in Ohio. (laughs) And when I came back from that, month in Ohio, I was uh, distraught and unemployed, and <laughs> I didn't really know what to do with myself.
0: So Max going through a rough time. He's just returned to San Francisco from Ohio, and he's recreationally riding the bus.
1: I lived on the 48 line, which I um, it goes from the ocean to the bay, and you can just ride that bus, you know, all day. Max and...
0: riding the bus, and he's reading a poetry anthology called Poetry 180. It's talking about poetry's bad reputation in popular culture. How many people think it's hard because of the complex, riddle-like poems that they're first exposed to at school?
1: And it just is a sort of overwhelming experience for a student to be like, man, I'm never going to understand this stuff. It's Poetry is hard and impossible, and the goal of the anthology is... Poems that are instantly understandable and instantly enjoyable, and wouldn't it be better if people had that as their first exposure to poetry? And I was like, well, that's a good idea. And I, I was used to just stopping people and talking to them at that point, and I decided to just try it. Diamonds. Is the snail sharpened by crawling over diamonds? Is her foot hardened so it can't carry her? <laughs> no. Snails make mucus. Even the most precious barriers to lettuce are useless.
0: Tell me about your relationship with poetry.
1: My relationship to poetry is mainly one of using poetry as a vehicle to understand how I can share experience with strangers. It's real easy to not talk to strangers. <laughs> And surprisingly hard to talk to strangers. For every person who actually agrees to listen to a poem, it's 15 or more people who would say no. So there's a lot of rejection involved in that. And the stakes are, however, low, you know. (laughs) 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 So what? That person doesn't get a poem. (laughs) That's all. It's still, the first ask is hard. I have no idea how many times I've said the phrase. Would you like to hear a poem? It's a free poem. It still feels a little embarrassing to say it, especially the first time, so every day.
0: I wanted to know, why would Mac do this? Why would this shy guy stand on the sidewalk and open himself to so much rejection again and again and again?
1: Boy, it's fun, it's fun. It's fine, that's why, especially when it goes well. Also, another thing about it that is important to me about it is that I feel like it's in its own very small way making the world a little bit more beautiful or a little bit better.
0: What about the future? Could you tell me um, the future. <laughs> what are your hopes for the future?
1: As, as far as the Poetry Canvas goes, I don't see it as something that changes. I would really like to be doing pretty much the exact same thing 40 years from now. And I don't see it really as leading toward anything. It's an end unto itself. A dream of mine is that someday, somebody else asks me the same thing, just at random as I'm walking somewhere.
0: The last time I visited the poetry canvas, I heard one of my favorite poems. But Mac wasn't the one who read it. A regular who's been visiting the canvas for years said that she had a poem she wanted to share with him it was Wild Geese by Mary Oliver you do not have to be good you do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting you only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves tell me about your despair yours and I will tell you mine meanwhile the world goes on meanwhile the sun. Clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes.